Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Bourne, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I'm good, Christopher. I am in the throes of what can only be described as hay fever hell. Uh, I'm hay fever sniffly. I, uh, the pollen is going up my little schnozzle, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's causing issue. Is there a massive pollen count in, in, in Japan, or do they have different kinds of plants i don't really know how that works i remember i think in the edo era they like chopped down all the forests and then they replanted them with a particular type of tree that has more pollen pollen per capita than any other tree right and i saw a video just a few weeks ago of like one of these trees like shaking in the wind and all the pollen falling off and i realized why japan has some of the worst hay fever on earth so Mm. if you think it's bad there it's just as bad here, and I'm a bit messed up myself too. Um, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I'm also, I'm also, uh, I'm also rather uh, hungover as well because uh, I was in uh, Reading uh, last week, and I uh, went to uh, a place where they were serving absinthe, absinthe, and absinthe. it was this, it was this, uh, it was you know the uh, video game. I think it's Oblivion. One of the Elder Scrolls oh, games. Love or, that game. One of those. One love of those Elder game. Scrolls. I think they're going to be remaking that. Um, and uh, they've started yes. releasing this absinthe, absinthe, uh, in a bottle that resembles one of the bottles that was in, I think, Oblivion or one of the Elder oh. Scrolls games. Anyway, and uh, I was knocking them back. <laughs> you wouldn't believe. Strong in it, absinthe. <laughs> Strong. Turns out. Is that the one that has like an aniseed flavour to it? Yeah, yeah, or it's the, the one that's, no. that, that sent. Uh, it sent. Was it Van Gogh? He was a big fan. I can't remember. Somebody, somebody was a big fan. So it's one of the big, one of the big painty guys. <laughs> God damn it, Pete! I come this podcast thoroughly sober, prepared, Picari sweat in hand. You turn up still drunk from all your absence. It's a shocking, Sunday shocking. night for you. If we were recording Sunday night, I would be less hungover. But it's the That's morning true. for me. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Well, while you were getting drunk and drinking absinthe in mm. Reading, <laughs> Van Gogh's favourite drink, apparently. That's I- that's what would be on the front of my uh, autobiography. Never yeah, forget your I- broad Japan book. <laughs> Available all great retailers. Might just be drinking absinthe in Reading. Oh dear, oh dear. Why are you doing that? I've just got back from an island, a Japanese desert island called Oshima. 
Ah, it's pretty cool. I, uh, you might recall back in March or February, I opened like a bar in Kyoto. Yes. And some of you guys listening actually came along to it. Uh, or watching, because we're on YouTube now. Hello, guys, on YouTube. Uh, yes, yeah, the second episode where we've moved to YouTube. You can check us out. You can watch us. You can see us mm. in the flesh, in the face. I'll carry on with the story. But yeah, I opened the uh, Kyoto bar, and a guy came along called Daniel, an Australian guy, really nice dude, really chill. And he's like, oh, yeah, mate, I'm a... ALT on the jet program, and uh, can you guess where I'm placed? I've got a little map here at Tokyo. Would you he, like he... to? You sound like uh, when Vic and Bob used to do an Australian accent, where he'd have a little beard. <laughs> Would you like to fiddle with my beard? <laughs> Would you like to twiddle I... aside his little? <laughs> <laughs> my Australian accent's awful, so it's forgive awful. me. It's awful. But he was like, all right, all right, mate, look at this fucking map here, and uh, can you guess where I'm living in Tokyo? And I was like, um, well, the fact you've rolled the map out and done this dramatically would indicate it's an interesting location because it's not going to be like, oh, look at me, I'm a Shibuya. Yeah. So I, I, I sort of went, oh, let me guess, you're on one of the islands. And he was like, you know, you're damn right, mate. I'm <laughs> fucking on this island here. And he pointed to an <laughs> island that I'd never seen or heard of before. It's called Oshima. And it's, uh, it's about a two-hour boat ride or it's three hours, sorry, 30 minutes by plane. And so I set off with the great Sea Dog VA for a wacky weekend on Oshima, escorted around by good old Dan, and it was really interesting. It was really fun. Um, this island is is sort of dying out, like a lot of Japan's islands. It's fascinating. Like Japan has fourteen thousand islands, and interestingly, only this year, a few months ago, un- until I think February this year, there were six thousand eight hundred islands in Japan. Mm. That was the official number, six thousand eight hundred fifty-two, I think, and. They did like a satellite scan, and they went, wait a minute, there's a few more islands. And now there's 14,000. So they found 7,000 islands down the back of the sofa, wow. which is awesome and cool. Um, but they're all dying out, and that's, that's not so cool. And this yeah. island, Oshima, had 14,000 people like in the 1960s. Today it's, in the, it's about 7,000. More worryingly, there's no convenience stores, Pete. No family <gasps> no market. 7-Eleven. No, uh, no McDonald's. For, Coolish for Donaldson. No, nothing for anyone. Well, there's a, there's a store you can get. You can get coolish in a supermarket. It's not the end of the world. Don't worry. Don't worry. They have to have food and sustenance in some I'm way, out. shape, or form. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no McDonald's though, it, it, or, or Family Mart. I don't know how he does it. But uh, what, worst of all though, on this island, we went to this abandoned school and we walked in and there were. And for the first time, I saw it. The Huntsman Spider. Have you oh, seen wow. this spider? Have you it's seen a Huntsman? Very like, leggy, very leggy. Very leggy, and, and very bloody fast. They <clears> move <throat> so fast, like a joke speed. And the Huntsman Spider is the main reason like I've never gone to Australia. Like Everyone's <laughs> like, Chris, come to Australia. And I'm like, no. When you get rid of no, your spiders I, and your snakes, I'll, I'll, do your, I'll turn up. I'll do your accent, and they'll throw me out. <laughs> I will get beaten up in Melbourne if I uh, if I do my accent. But like, I, yeah, we we're in this abandoned school, and there were I was, you know, I was there was sort of here and here, and I like like a panic attack because I'm afraid of spiders. Let alone one of the largest spiders and one of the fastest spiders. Oh, it was horrible. Mm. Um, other than that, the island was great. There was a festival there the last night. We rode uh, ATV buggies around. We did a live stream. Um, that was really cool. It was really cool. But oh. uh, we had to fly in this like rickety little plane as well that I didn't like. Appreciate. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's the, the thing, isn't it? Plane. These these islands seem really nice, and and they are really nice. But getting there, you've either got the choice of like a you know a rickety old boat or a rickety old plane. There's the, and if you're not a confident flyer, uh, you kind of have to take the take the former, don't you? Yeah, I, it, it's not ideal. And like the, um, it was like thirty-eight degrees, and then they hadn't air conditioned the plane. There was just, was right. just nothing. 
Yeah. So you get in a box, and it's like you're you, you're suffocating, and it was like it wasn't until the plane got airborne. Open a window. <laughs> like, yeah, like on the, the the time I flew over the volcano with Joe, yeah. I was tasked with opening the window and letting in all sulfuric acid fumes. Um, <laughs> yeah, they just, there was no aircon until the fl- the plane was airborne. Mm. So it was like an oven, a, a skyborne oven, and yeah, you know, it was awful. <laughs> but the island's cool. It's going to be a fun one. It's kind of like a wacky weekend documentary hybrid because I wanted right. to interview a lot of the locals and sort of hear what it's like living on the island. Mm. And yeah, one of the one of the elderly ladies I interviewed was really nice. She must be in her seventies. She was like, "People always come here, and you know they complain there's no." convenience stores and mcdonald's and i was like morons fools idiots (laughs) fools who would do that who would do that not me um but like really wonderful people and an incredible way of life that i think is neglected um it's a reminder that japan is such a fascinating country and just the island life even though it was a, a hop skip and a jump away from tokyo it felt like a tropical island it felt like going to okinawa um, had its own microclimate, had its own spiders. I mean, huntsmen are in Tokyo, but there was there's a lot more there. Fascinating place. I think it'll be a good video. I think it'll be a good little mini documentary. So you get the the documentary side, the cultural side of island life, and then you get the thrills of listening to Connor complain and go, "Oh, it's insane!" about <laughs> all the sort of terrible hijinks we get up to and the time we we rented a K car and. Uh, I, I more than once when we turned a corner at high speed, two of the wheels left the road, and it sort of turned into a roller <laughs> coaster. Right? Yeah. If if I had been sitting behind Connor, we would have uh, gone airborne, and it would have been uh, a <laughs> sticky end to wacky weekend, uh, to say the least. Anyway, we got a story this week from Nate, who says, "Hello, catatonic, catatonic Chris and paterfamilias Pete. I recently took a long-awaited vacation to Japan with my family, and I had an interesting experience at our onsen hotel." Having already hit the high spots of the traditional Osaka, Kyoto, Tokyo route, we'd rented a car and drove deep into the area around Mount Fuji, enjoying a great night in Fuji Kawaguchiko, beautiful lake, love it, and being blown, about, blown away by the incredible views at Lake Motosu. We then drove uh, alternatingly and terrifyingly on a road to Hakone and checked into the aforementioned onsen. It was a very nice hotel and we enjoyed a fantastic dinner. And then I headed up to the onsen to have my first soak in Japan. Now, it's an absolutely gorgeous outdoor outdoor onsen, and it was packed with Japanese guys of all ages. Now, mm. keep in mind, I'm quite large and powerfully built. I like that. Powerfully <laughs> built, white guy. Uh, six foot five, 225 pounds, and I also have a huge beard. People would say I look like a biker, though I am, in fact, a pretty mild-mannered nerd. <laughs> a powerfully built, mild-mannered nerd. Uh, I'd read up on how to behave in an onsen, and did exactly like all of the Japanese folks. I scrubbed myself clean for 15 minutes, and then I rinsed off before stepping outside to the main onsen area. The outdoor onsen has about six different pools with varying temperatures, waterfalls, and whatnot. But there was one bath area that was very large and could probably comfortably seat around 30 people around the edge of the bath. There were around 15 or 20 guys sitting in the main tub, and when I gingerly walked my nude self out and slowly and carefully stepped into the bath, I took up a seat. At that very moment, without saying a single word, <laughs> most of the men in the bath suddenly stood up, got out, and got into another one of the pools, leaving me with two very old gentlemen. 
One of the older gentlemen looked at me, smiled, nodded his head and said, Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> great, great banter. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then continued to sit and bathe. I sat for about ten minutes, then moved around to the other pools and to the cold pool, then drank a coffee milk and a beer, and then did it all over again. <laughs> and everything seemed fine. It was great. Still, I cannot figure out why all the guys at the start... Practically ran out of the first main bath. Were they pissed off at a foreigner bathing? Disgusted by my massive chest. Intimidated by my American private parts. I am at a loss. Anyway, keep up the great work, guys. All the best, Nate. Scaring the the Scaring the locals with your big, hairy chest. I mean, it's a real kind of rarefied atmosphere, isn't it, the onsen? Because as Westerners, we're not kind of used to having... um, Having to just walk around in the in, in the nuddy, really. Um, I, I don't even do that at the gym. <laughs> On the rare occasion, I find myself in a gymnasium. Um, but I would say uh, my worst onsen experience was uh, I was sat in a really cold sort of plunge pool after getting a really hot one, uh, trying to sort of wake myself up a little bit. And uh, it was in a like a pretty naff hotel kind of onsen sort of mm. thing, so it wasn't particularly nice. But a small Chinese child uh, was running around. <laughs> And for some right. reason, I don't know why, I was in a single man's kind of p- plunge pool and I couldn't like, and there was nobody, and there's no room for anybody else. But as I was sat there, this this kid just sort of stood really close to my face with his little child's dinkle in oh my, my face, God. basically. And I was like, could, you, could someone remove this child and his dinkle from my face? <laughs> it was so close to my face, Chris. It was so weird. And, and, oh, no. and experiences like that will repeatedly happen in onsens because everyone's just got their, their bits out and it's all very confusing. And it's all very... Because we're just so bloody repressed in the West. We're just like, ugh. But, uh, yeah, I could, I could do without the child's... The, the Chinese boy's dinkle in my face. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That sounds uh, unpleasant at best. <laughs> I don't think I have, have. I don't. I have any stories like that. I do remember like being like harassed by some children at a pool once. They wouldn't like leave me alone. They mm. were like in awe of me just sitting there going, you know, um, as a rarity in North Japan. But uh, I think the last time I went in onsen, I'd climbed a mountain with some friends. We came down, went in the onsen, mm. and I remember. They we, there was numerous pools and we all sort of spread out and a few of them congregated in one pool. I remember they were quite loud and noisy. They yeah. were like ha ha ha, just joking. That was my impersonation to my friends. And uh, some I saw a man get out of the pool and sort of walk off. And then he and then a few minutes later, a member of staff came in and was like, "Simasen, shut or shut the fuck up on a gaishimas." And like you know, they were like, "Oh yeah, Simasen." So don't be noisy in the onsen. Don't yeah. splash around. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know, Nate. I don't know why. Maybe the pool was already cramped, and they. I think it might be they were worried they might have to interact with you and yeah. talk. Maybe right. looked a bit intimidating and scary as a powerfully built white man, <laughs> six foot five. I'd be scared. I'd probably leave the pool. Yeah. To be honest, I'd uh, I'd run away. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's more like the the, the fear of oh god, am I going to have to use my, my English now? What's yeah. going to happen here? And it's kind of like I'll just I'll just bail and leave the old gentleman who is refined in the ways of communication, a man <laughs> who literally just went. Why did he go? Ha ha ha! <laughs> what was he laughing at? I, I guess the fact everyone left. Maybe know. maybe he was um, just urinating in the pool and everyone left for that reason. <laughs> he was laughing at. It can happen. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it can happen. A good friend of mine, a Japanese friend of mine, he uh, he refuses to go in onsen. I was like, oh, you know, why won't you go in? He was like, because people just go 
to the bathroom in them and they're not oh, as clean as people think. Oh and dear. um Nobody likes you know, that. we had a story, didn't we, a few months ago where uh, a, a bath in Fuka- in um, was it Fukuoka mm. had had not cleaned the water in like 5 years or something, <laughs> 2 years. <laughs> And the water had Legionnaire's disease in it. Oh, and I remember reading, oh. when we talked about that story all those months ago, I remember thinking, I don't want to go in a hot spring for a little while now. Yeah. And it sort of put me off for a few weeks and months. But uh, Put me off baths. For the most part, they're clean. Put, put me off showers. Didn't shower for weeks. I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why his hair looks like that. <laughs> his hair looks good. Anyway, what's going on in Japan this week? Take us away, Mr. Dawson. What's the news well, in Japan? It's, it's, it's very much in Japan being the summer of uh, warrant... Uh, sorry, wanton uh, vandalism, really, in, in many ways, because we've had so many news stories of people just scribbling on stuff, people drawing on stuff, yeah. putting their name on like UNESCO World Heritage sites and stuff like this. And uh, Todaiji uh, Temple in Nara, uh, oh, one of the no. most beautiful, uh, one of the most beautiful uh, and culturally significant locations uh, in the area, a uh, huge draw for travellers all across Japan and the world. Uh, and the temple's been vandalised. Um, Not again. Well, yeah, I mean, somebody has. Uh, on the uh, exterior side of a door in the Nagatsudo uh, prayer hall, uh, someone's drawn a cat. <laughs> someone's drawn, oh, God's sake. Someone's a drawn cat. a cat on the wall. Um, and people are sort of, sort of thinking, is this a child? Is this a grown adult? But it was drawn... Uh, it's 30 to 40 centimetres wide. It was drawn on the door at a height of about uh, 70 inches, 180 centimetres. So Very specific. It, it, it may look like it was drawn by a small child. The actual perpetrator is someone uh, who's teenager or, or, or upwards, basically. It's it's the in the dining hall that was uh, constructed in the Kamakura period of Japanese history, uh, 11, uh, 1100 to uh, 13... 100 I think uh, and it's mm. basically a, a massive uh, uh, important uh, part of Japan that and uh, they, they but yeah they, someone's just drawn a cat uh, and it said Kamatsuka uh, <sighs> says uh, this is very re- re- regrettable uh, not just cultural properties but all things should be treated with respect so you shouldn't draw cats on anything uh, is uh, the, the abbot of that particular church so incredible 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 I said we had this a few weeks ago, didn't we? Uh, someone also did it at the Tosho Daiji Temple in mm. Nara. Somebody, a kid, like wrote their name in the wall. Yeah, a cat though, unbelievable. Oh, it's really annoying. Have like, you have it, you ever um, got into uh, vandalism <laughs> or graffiti? Is that ever? Because when I was a kid, uh, I turned out of my road. Oh no! And someone had written Pete Donaldson, which is my name, uh, on the wall uh, of of someone's house, and I was like. I'm going to get in trouble for that. That looks like I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Blackmail. I'm going to do yeah. that. I'm going to go to King Kakuji Temple and write, <laughs> Pete, Donaldson Pete Donaldson was here yeah. in the side of the King Kakuji Temple, <laughs> the Golden Pavilion. I'm going to go to the Fushimi Nari Shrine and use a lighter to burn your smile into yeah. the shrine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. I mean, it, it really does suck when people do this. Um, I guess I don't... I, I, would, I remember we talked about this when someone did it a few months, months ago mm. and I was like really like hard like they should be dealt with they should be thrown in prison for a day or something you know and fined accordingly and you said i was being too harsh right you yeah. said oh you know chris autocratic dictator abroad in japan <laughs> but you know i think it needs to be dealt with at the same time this is but but uh no at the same time you know a lot of these buildings haven't really been there for that, you know, they they haven't been there for f- two thousand years, five hundred <laughs> years. They are rebuilt like every twenty to thirty years. 
because um, they're made of wood they don't last that long so I'm not defending it I'm just saying you know it, it's it's the principle um, obviously vandalism is taken very seriously in Japan um, if Japan gets I got a question the other day like what's your favourite thing about Japan the, the one thing you could export from Japan to the UK and it would be like public civility the idea of like looking after the public space and not putting a bloody chewing gum on the floor or in my case when I was in the UK I saw someone go to the toilet on an ATM that people use all day long oh, just, things like that annoy me and obviously Japan it's not perfect like there's Shibuya you know the, the people doing all sorts of horrible things in Shibuya on a night <laughs> out um, well, that's but just me it's just Pete Donaldson when he comes here <laughs> vandalising causing mayhem throwing up in the trains <laughs> I, it, it uh, it's unfortunate it's unfortunate and I I don't know. Don't know what the punishment is. What was the punishment for this guy? Did they find who did it, or was it? No, it's uh, they, they oh. don't really know. I guess there's not a lot of CCTV kicking around those those places. But um, mm. you think somebody who you see, they'd sort of be able to figure out who did it, I suppose, wouldn't they? I don't know. Like someone looks like they had the capacity to draw a cat-like shape. <laughs> it's just just awful. Mm. It's not even a good cat. It's not even a good cat. If you're going to vandalise something, <laughs> at least be Banksy. At least put the effort in. Well, it's like a but, cut of uh, like he's sort of like done. Uh, <clears throat> at least it's it's sort of like a. It's not just the head. It's like the body with like little legs and uh, a sort of very thick neck. Very thick necked cat. <laughs> it looks shit. <laughs> this this person that drew this, they must have been like five. Ju- yeah. Like judging by the drawer, <laughs> um, punish them. Take their pocket money away. Yeah, it's it's not like I, I'm sure this could be like painted over or you know rectified accordingly. But my god, yeah, I, it, it's a shame though. And I remember like the uh, when some folks did some graffiti in the uh, Arashiyama bamboo forest and they had to like mm. chop the bamboo tree down, which is really a real shame because right. that takes years to grow back. Um, yeah, if you come to Japan, don't graffiti. If you see anyone doing it, shout at them. Like, break be their angry. Break their, break, their, they, break their fingers. <laughs> we don't condone violence on the Drawing Japan podcast, but, yeah, we do. but do something. Don't let them draw a shitty cat on the side of a beautiful, <laughs> stunning Todaiji temple. Um, and actually, Todaiji, highly recommend checking it out. It's home to the uh, one of the largest Buddhas in Japan, the great mm. Buddha statue inside it, but beautiful place. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions in The Fax Machine. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. And now that we are doing it on YouTube, you can see that there is, in fact, no fax machine. Um, yeah. It's all a lie. Yeah. We, we do, I, do have a bro- I do have a fax machine. For a video last year, I bought, like, I spent a lot of money on a fax machine for, like, a five-second sketch. <laughs> and it's just sort of sat in the cupboard. Maybe so I could uh, yeah, pop get it out. out. I'd, I'd really do. like to hear the, the noise of the fax machine grinding away. <laughs> Can you just imagine, like, and now it's time for the fax machine, and then just, just waiting, like, five minutes. Like, <laughs> for it to go out, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, what's going on the fax machine? What stories and questions have we got this week, Mr. Dolson? We got a message from Zachary Ulmer from Kansas City, Missouri. Greetings, Mr. Affable and Pontius Pete. Uh, my uh, friends and I... We're taking our first uh, trip to Japan ever, Lord willing, and they all want to Kyoto. They all want to go to Kyoto and Tokyo. Well, I want to explore Hokkaido. What can I do to convince my friends uh, to prioritise a Hokkaido-centric trip over a Kyoto trip? Aside from showing uh, them your videos, very good. I mean, it, it is all about compromises. A trip where there's lots of people on the trip because people want to do different mm. stuff. Um, I found uh, the most successful trips are ones in which you basically uh, tell people to just do their own thing. <laughs> if they want to go <laughs> yeah. to Kyoto, let them have their day trip to Kyoto. If they want to queue up uh, with a load of people to go and see the monkeys in the monkey park, let them do it. <laughs> well, <laughs> bloody monkey park. Yeah. I mean, Hokkaido, I, I love Hokkaido. I, it's probably my favourite prefecture in Japan, my favourite place after Yamagata. And like, yeah. I... I, I firmly believe the best way to experience Japan is through food and eating. Yeah. Um, I would say that, of course. I I mean, although I've not got the finest cuisine here. Listen, energy jelly. <laughs> energy see jelly. me through in the background here. Awful, <laughs> awful. But, like, whenever I do Hokkaido videos, food is always at the forefront of what makes it appealing. You know, you've got um, Genghis Khan, not the mm. 13th century dictator, but a fantastic lamb mutton dish. Uh, there's, uh, there's the miso ramen with, like, butter and corn in it. There's, uh, there's there's some other things. There's crab, the cra- <laughs> snow crab's beautiful. Like it's an amazing place for food. And um, Sapporo has a better nightlife scene than Kyoto. So if you want a night out, I think Sapporo is better than Kyoto by a mm. wide margin. Um, 
Yeah, Al Qaeda is great. I'd rather spend. I mean, I've been to both, right? So I, I can't really talk. But like, if I had to choose right now, if I was going to spend the next three days somewhere, I would pick Sapporo over right. Kyoto. And of course, Hokkaido is huge. It's it's massive. It's the second biggest island in Japan after Honshu. And there's lots of places to explore. You've got Sapporo. You've got Noboribetsu Hot Springs, which we love. You've got uh, Lake. Toyoko, the, uh, the one with the, just a nice lake with the best curry in Hokkaido, Mog Mog Curry. You've got uh, Hakodate in the south with uh, you know all the scenic sites, the markets. So yeah, Hokkaido, love it, amazing place. I would recommend that over Kyoto in some respects, but you've got to get to Kyoto once. We've got a story from Maxim, who says, Hello from Seattle, Chris and Pete. My wife and I visited Japan, uh, sorry, visited Japan last fall, and I fell in love with the look and size of the K-trucks. I found one, uh, I found out that older ones are able to be bought in the States, and I'm now considering buying one. Do you have any experience or opinions on these lovely small K-trucks? Arigato gozaimasu, Maxim. Uh, well, this is lucky. I've been in a K-truck two days ago for the first time in several years, mm. and I don't like them. <laughs> the fact that they're not they're, they're not cute, big enough they're, for Chrissy. They are very adorable. And I guess they they're so am I right in saying these these K is it K or K how how's the actually is it K or I can't remember how it's all kind of um K truck K car K car. Um it was it was there a law introduced about the amount uh, you have to get taxed if your vehicle was over a certain size. So there was a um mm. since like the eighties or nineties or whatever the, the, there's this kind of massive raft of these tiny little vehicles you only ever see in Japan. Um, and and the little trucks you sort of see are absolutely adorable, aren't they? Sort of poking around the streets, the back streets of uh, of many a city. I guess so. I mean, the the reason I was in one on the island of Oshima, the mm. aforementioned island I just got back from, like it, 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 it most of the trucks and the cars were K cars I saw uh, because people didn't need to travel that far every day. Very economical. The engines are typically under one thousand cc. Um, right. But like Connor and I were in a car going up a hill and it, it, he was full throttling it and it started to just sort of go backwards at one point and I was like this is not a sustainable Grit. form of transport this is this, is, this is unequivocally shit um, <laughs> it's weird though like they're very cosy like uh, instead of having seats at the front you just get like a bench so like oh nice I felt like I was like touching Connor's leg um, felt very Stop romantic touching my leg <laughs> what are you doing this is insane and like it was <laughs> pay good money it for was that. weird he's a very handsome man <laughs> yeah, they they would. I'd, uh, people, we should auction that an yeah. hour with Connor in a cake an <laughs> for his next auction. One hour <laughs> with me. Touch, oh, yes. touch, him, touch him on a bench in a cake car. Uh, well, I, I didn't realise <laughs> you didn't have separate seats. That's absolutely adorable. I definitely want one now. Uh, you can. Um, I, I've sort of been looking into how easy it would be to import a uh, uh, well, a, a Toyota Century, which was the um, sort of uh, Rolls Royce of the of the eighties and nineties in, in Japan. Yes. Um, um, and also possibly a, a Japanese taxi. I'd very much like a, a Toyota Japanese taxi from like the the the, the 90s uh, and import it to, to, to the UK. So you, you, you can get them. Um, you can get them sent to like Southampton or Newcastle. Uh, and but then when it gets there, you've got to pay so much import tax and so much Sod, kind no. of. Uh, you've that. got to get it MOTs. You've got to get um, rear fog lights put on. You've got to have oh it God. converted from kilometres to miles. So there's a lot of things to think about when it comes to. Uh, importing a, a Japanese car and certainly importing one of those uh, Japanese uh, K cars but uh, yeah good luck Maxim if you fancy us let us know how you how you get on yeah I mean I think America's the one place I wouldn't want a K car because again <laughs> one reason I don't like them if you get in a car accident you are like 
a pancake, you will right. be like shoveled off or, or sprayed off the road because they're so small and fragile. And can, you know, can you imagine America like a Ford pickup truck smashing into a K car? Like, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't he might end just well. want it to sort of it work on well. a, a farm or something. I don't know. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> around his, you know, yeah, you true, know, true. Americans can sometimes have massive sort of you know rafts of land. He could just be have, have something to sort of transport <laughs> stuff over his land or something. I don't know. I don't know where uh, Maxim lives. All the ways, all the ways he can. <laughs> Yeah. a K car but I'd like to see you get one Pete parking's um, easy but I suppose <laughs> one good thing yeah that's, that's one benefit like one good thing is about all like importing cars into the UK for example is uh, drive on the same side of the road here in mm. Japan right so you don't have to modify anything else so yeah you should do it when, when are we going to know if you're going to get the 1990s taxi <laughs> the 1990s or, taxi I mean, I've got, to get, I've got to get my car working first. I'm having terrible trouble <laughs> with... Uh, I, I went to take my car to the uh, the, the, the specialist. I said, oh, the battery's... The, uh, kit, the battery's not the battery's not charging. I need to help with this. And uh, and then I looked in the boat, and it's just full of water. Like, absolutely oh my sloshing God. around back there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What have you been not, doing with it? Driving down the River Thames? <laughs> I don't know. Just, just, just found its Octopussy. It's the slam <laughs> vents. It's a, the, the, there's a vent in the back of your back of your. So when you slam the uh, the, the, the boot, uh, it doesn't explode or whatever because it needs, the, the the gas needs to go somewhere, the air needs to go somewhere. So these things called slam vents. But uh, on the car that I've got, good God, it lets water in. <laughs> Bollocks! You got drunk. You had too much absinthe. Yeah, you went. Too much I absent. want to be like the James Bond movie Octopus here. It's a submarine in it, and you drove <laughs> off a pier and you splashed around. And uh, that's hey, what I like to think. Look, if I ever do drink drive, that's what I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord Well we've got one last uh, question from Pedro from Portland He says Dear Chris Abit I'll be leaving for Japan at the end of August I hope to practice my Japanese by conversing with the locals My question is Do Japanese people care if you speak to them Using the short form versus the polite form For example If I'm speaking to someone I just met at a bar uh, All the best Pedro from Portland Yes of course with Japanese uh, There's lots of different ways of speaking um, Fundamentally Taberu is the short form Tabemas is to, to eat, right? Tabemas. Mm. The, the, the golden rule in Japan is the longer the word or the sentence, the more polite it is, generally. Right. That's as easy as it is and as uh, simple as it comes. But honestly, if, if, you're, if you're new to Japan, they will detect that your Japanese isn't very good when you're like, oh, Wutashi wa Pedro des. Like, they, they'll probably go, oh, he's probably... He's probably just arrived in Japan. I'm yeah. not going to take him to task on it. I mean, I, I never get called out on it. I'm notoriously bad at switching between being like really polite and formidably rude. Um, <laughs> not deliberately, just when I'm on the fly speaking. I'm just very bad. And I've got into some bad, some really bad habits. Bad habits like right. one informal way to say yes in Japan, you go, uh, uh, like that. You go, uh, 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 like, un, <laughs> right? And it just, I, I, because I, you know, I speak to Natsuki in Japanese yeah. and we talk very informally. That's sort of, I've got that now. And I, I speak to important people and I'm like, um, 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 oh, it, just, <laughs> it just doesn't sound good. So I've got to be careful, but don't worry, Pedro, you'll be fine, man. You'll be fine. Um, yeah. You'll be fine. Do you know the difference between polite and rude Japanese? Have you brushed up before your upcoming trip, not, Mr. Dawson? Not really. No, that's I've I've just not had the time, and it's it's annoying because it would have been quite nice to sort of learn a few more words because I, I literally I can get by, <laughs> but it's all very much just apologising for things, isn't it? Really, it's just it uh, you know, and I'll and I'll you know I'll do a domo aragata gozaimasu, full full on full flavour uh, apologies and hellos and stuff like that. But you know, yeah. it's, for those of you that are new to the podcast, now we're on YouTube, you should know the two main words in Pete Dolson's 
arsenal, his vocabulary of Japanese yeah. are uh, chigaimas. He says chigaimas a lot, which yeah. means mistake. it's different. Yeah, <laughs> and he, if you make a mistake or like you know, so it's it's kind of the equivalent in, like of going like, is it this? And you go, no, it's different, right? Mm. It's kind of a polite way of saying, oh, it's not that. <laughs> like, oh, chigaimas, no, it's not that. Uh, and he also says chikan. Pervert. Chicane, yes. Pervert. I like throwing that around, shouting at people. Chicane, pervert. Chicane, mas. Chicane. Chicane. We, uh, (laughs) maybe we'll have some, uh, some Japanese classes before you, uh, come to Japan later in the month, Pete. But for now, guys, keep the stories, questions, comments coming into bornjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week to do it all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world. Have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad in Japan podcast. Bye for now. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.